From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Thursday, March 31st, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. A police officer was killed in a hit-and-run crash during a high-speed chase in northwest Ohio between Findlay and Lima early this morning. Tracy Townsend has more with Bluffton Police Chief Ryan Burkholder. Law enforcement began chasing a speeding vehicle on US-23 in Marion County. Then, on I-75 near Bluffton, the officer was hit and killed by one of the suspects. That officer has been identified as Bluffton Police Officer Dominic Francis. Francis was deploying stop sticks at the time. Not only was he a police officer, he was a school teacher, he was a bus driver, he was a coach to the youth in this community. He had a heart of gold. He will be sorely missed. I'm Tracy Townsend. Two of the three suspects believed to be in the vehicle that struck the officer were arrested this morning. The third suspect was arrested this afternoon. The Ohio Redistricting Commission is once again facing the threat of being held in contempt of court. According to the Columbus Dispatch, two groups suing over Ohio's legislative maps say the GOP-dominated commission has continually flouted the Ohio Supreme Court's orders to draw constitutional maps. Earlier this week, Republican members of the commission voted to submit a slightly altered version of a state legislative map that had already been rejected by the court as unconstitutionally gerrymandered. The Ohio Supreme Court has asked commission members to respond by Monday morning. The proposed legislative boundaries in the hands of the Ohio Supreme Court are not the map that state funding paid independent map makers to create, Kiana Deitches explains. Map makers Dr. Michael McDonald and Dr. Douglas Johnson have yet to submit invoices for their work. They'll be paid $450 an hour each for four long days of work. Additional hours for preparation and time spent in meetings plus travel expenses. Their efforts were scrapped on Monday when the commission determined they wouldn't have time to finish by the midnight deadline. Board of Elections are rushing to print ballots, but without any state, Senate, or House races. I'm Kiana Deitches. And it's currently unknown when the races for Ohio House and Senate seats will take place. Angela Ann reports. We know they won't make the May primary because of the redistricting map mess. Yesterday, federal judges decided to forego picking a date or a map for those legislative races. Election officials say Ohio must have those maps by April 20th if the state wants to hold an August 2nd primary for those candidates. I'm Angela Ann. An audit of U.S. post office locations in central Ohio found tens of thousands of pieces of mail were mishandled, either being delivered late or not at all. Ashley Bernanson has the story. The audit looked at three central Ohio postal locations. One of the big takeaways, over 40,000 pieces of mail not delivered from those three locations in just one day. And the Office of Inspector General recommends that the post office retrain managers and employees to make sure that they are properly counting that mail, making sure they have enough employees to get that mail delivered, and also making sure they look over the oversight and other planning in the post office operations. Reporting in Columbus, Ashley Bornanson. Xavier University in Cincinnati is responding to racially motivated campus vandalism. More from Yolanda Harris. The school says a group of people destroyed a Black Lives Matter and racism is sin sign last week. The suspects replaced the signs with those of an outside extremist group. Now, the university president sent a message to students saying the signage has since been replaced. She also noted that she will not let external groups detract from the university's mission to ensure a culture of inclusion. 
Division. Xavier will host a student diversity town hall on April 12th. I'm Yolanda Harris. The defense has rested just one day after calling its first witness to the stand in the murder trial of former Columbus area Dr. William Husel. Tracy Townsend says that witness is a critical care doctor. Dr. Joel Zivet was asked by the defense to review the records of the 14 patients Husel is accused of killing through overprescribed drugs. Husel's attorneys argue it was the patient's medical issues and the removal of life support that killed them, not Husel's drug orders. Some of the patient's family members have testified that Dr. Husel convinced them that their loved ones were brain dead or having organ failure, which is why they agreed to remove life support. I'm Tracy Townsend. The mayor of the Cleveland suburb of Newburgh Heights, Trevor Elkins, is facing criminal charges. Mark Namick reports. Elkins has been charged with attempted theft in office and with violating campaign finance laws. The charges are related to his use of campaign money for personal expenses. Cuyahoga County court records indicate he's cooperating with prosecutors and will likely plead guilty. Elkins, who's been mayor since 2011 and has been active in Democratic Party circles, has previously admitted to using around $130,000 in campaign money that he later paid back, but something he said he didn't realize was illegal. I'm Mark Namick. A determined detective from the Columbus suburb of Groveport helped shut down what may be the largest catalytic converter theft ring in the state. Andrew Kinsey has more with Detective Josh Gilbert. These converters are the most valuable piece of equipment on your car because they contain precious metals that can be sold at scrap yards for more than $1,000 each. A Columbus man, Tommy Cox, faces more than 32 felony counts in the case after police say he and his accomplices stole catalytic converters in five central Ohio counties. A loophole Ohio law allowed these thieves to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. When you can walk into a scrapyard and be issued $15,000 cash, it makes it virtually untraceable for law enforcement. It leaves no paper trail. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A new 65-foot boat will be a familiar sight on Lake Erie this summer. Chase Bachman explains. Downtown Toledo to Putin Bay in less than two hours. That'll be the new reality for people this summer in Northwest Ohio. J&M Cruise Lines released images of what will get you there, the Glass City Pearl. The boat will also make stops in Detroit, Cleveland, and other spots in Lake Erie. And with enough room for more than 100 people, the J&M people say sailing isn't the only thing it's good for. The boat will also be used for fishing, weddings, and even birthday parties. Chase Bachman in downtown Toledo. Fares to cruise from Toledo to Put-in Bay have not yet been determined, but are expected to be in the range of $15 to $35 round trip per session. A U.S. subsidiary of a Thailand-based petrochemical giant has repaid Ohio's private economic development office $20 million after it failed to make an investment decision in 2020 on a proposed petrochemical plant in the state. Dave James has the details. Spokespersons for PTT Global Chemical America and Jobs Ohio insisted this week the company still plans to build a multi-billion dollar plant in southeast Ohio's Belmont County once it has found a finance partner. Jobs Ohio spokesperson Matt Engelhart says the pandemic delayed the company's final investment decision. The company says it has spent $300 million thus far on a facility that will produce raw materials for products that range from plastic bottles to vehicle parts. Dave James, I went in news. And the Ohio Supreme Court has heard arguments for and against the constitutionality of caps on pain and suffering awards in lawsuits brought by child rape victims. A case before the court involves a Cuyahoga County judge's decision last year to cut a portion of a $20 million jury verdict down to $250,000 for a woman repeatedly raped as a child. 
The judge based the decision on a 2005 law meant to limit the size of awards in lawsuits. The high court heard arguments yesterday that such limits are unconstitutional when they involve underage victims of sexual assault. The court is also weighing an overall challenge to the caps on damages created by that law. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.